my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I have what I think is going to be a really great episode. I think they're all great, but I'm really excited about this one based on the notes that I wrote, based on the questions that y'all asked, based on just the title itself about how to avoid a victim mentality in relationships. Some of us may have a victim mentality and not even know we have it. Some of us may have a hint or an inkling, and this episode will hopefully help you identify it and give you some clear steps on what to do on the other side. Um, But I'm just excited to dig into it. But before I do that, I want to acknowledge for those of you who are listening to this episode in real time, that there has been a gap in between episodes. And some of you are like, well, that's normal, Sheena. And some of you are like, nah, it's been a a real gap. What had happened was, I had a whole baby. So those of you who don't follow me on social media, this is new information that I, um, my son, Aiden Deshaun Tubbs, um, my beautiful baby boy, came a couple months early, completely took us off guard on May 18th, 2019. And um, it's kind of a story. Um, Apparently my placenta was breaking apart. I learned afterwards that that is actually pretty fatal and I could have passed away. So thank God that I'm here, that Aiden is here, but we took care of that. I'm actually probably going to dig into that story and some things that I learned maybe in a bonus episode. But for right now, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who has expressed congratulations. Even those of you who have been like, Hey, how's baby? How are you? Um, it's really meant a lot. So thank you for those of you who reached out via social media and via our Facebook group. And also, by the way, if you are not following Black Girls Heal on social media, whoops, let me turn my phone off. If you are not following um, us on social media, um, you need to because you're going to hear that there are some people who um, contributed to this episode by asking questions about the topic and I'm going to answer them. So you can do so by either going to, um, on Instagram is the main platform that I use the most often. Um, and you can follow me at black girls heal underscore there. Um, I dig into different topics. I give you resources and tips and tools, um, and just inspirational memes to keep you, um, straight throughout the week. Um, and then our Facebook group, where if you want to ask more questions about the topic, you can totally do that. And by joining the group, you're added to our mailing list, which gives you a double dose of inspiration every week with different topics related to having healthy relationships, having a healthy sense of self, um, having a connection to your inner truth and being able to express it and boundaries and all of that. So um, you can join our Facebook group. It is titled Black Girls Heal. 
um, by just logging in. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So with all that said, let's get into today's episode. So here at Black Girls Heal, we talk about healing our inner selves, our inner wounds, our inner traumas to help us have better relationships with other people and better relationships with ourselves. So here are some components of a victim mentality. This is when someone may feel like bad things are always happening to them. So I'm always the person that's in a crisis. Um, There's always another shoe dropping. Um, I'm always going to be the one who loses a job. And of course, you know, my refrigerator broke. And of course, um, it's raining today when I hope that it was a sunny day, right? There's always seems to be a dark cloud hanging over them. Related to that, they feel like life is beyond their control. So life is what happens to them. So outside of just negative events happen to everybody, um, he or she has no power to change and make positive experiences happen because even if she tries, even if he tries, um, something is going to come and just sabotage it. So kind of what's the point, right? Again, feeling as if they're a victim to the circumstances of the world. And related to that, um, they may look to other people to change or fix their life for them. So even though they are feeling helpless and they are feeling overwhelmed, someone who has a victim mentality really wants other people to notice and really kind of thrives off of having that compassion, which oftentimes is more like pity um, from other people because that may influence other people to help them. So it may influence other ones, other people to say, oh, wow, this is so hard for you. Let me give you this emotional attention and care and tell you that it's not your fault and tell you that this is so horrible and help kind of give you this, um, this feeling bandaid, this emotional bandaid, um, for the pain that you're feeling for the overwhelm that you're feeling. Let me kind of take that away by holding it for you. 
or it might influence people to physically help. It may influence people to come and try to rescue. Here's the interesting thing though about when someone helps someone with the victim mentality. So even if someone were to come in and see that someone who has that mindset is in pain and either gives them money or invites them out to eat and spends time with them, a person with the victim mentality will have some resentment about that. Their resentment may look like, well, why do I have to be so sad? And why do things have to be so hard for me for anyone to pay attention to me? Why does it have to be so difficult for people to even be there? And so even when the person is helping them, you're mad for the fact that you had to get to this point for anyone to take notice. And so it's hard or impossible for you to be in gratitude for them. This person may have been extending an olive branch to you to try to help you not feel alone, but you still feel alone on the other side because, again, your mindset is just that you are perpetually going to be alone and abandoned and rejected and anything good that happens to you is only temporary, so you shouldn't expect it to continue. It really is a sad catch-22 because when you're finally getting the main thing that you want, you can't enjoy it. And then also someone who has a victim mentality Um, you will get offended when people try to suggest a change or a solution for you. So the offense comes in, um, if someone tries to help you have a more positive outlook or to try something else, you may feel like they don't understand what you're going through or what you've been through, um, that they are being uncompassionate or they are being judgmental if they suggest a solution to you or if they try to help you. Um, oftentimes, um, a victim, someone who's operating as a victim will try to look for a way to discredit what the other person is saying. So she can only say that because this is what her life looks like. So of course she thinks that it's just this easy. Of course, um, they're going to say this, of course they, um, have this outlook. They've never been through anything or it was easier for them because fill in the blank. Right. And no matter if there is any facts that is based to that, whether or not they had a quote unquote easier existence or if they had um, a different path, the point is, is that person may be offering the person who's operating as a victim a solution or a different mindset that will help their experience. And instead of the person taking that advice and trying to apply it, they immediately dismiss it because of the source or because they don't want to risk failing or getting overwhelmed or it not working out for them. So they just stay stuck where they are. Okay. So to wrap it all up, someone who operates from a victim mentality, they feel as if negative things are always happening to them. They feel like life is beyond their control. And instead of engaging in solutions and problems to that, they stay where they are and they feel justified in staying where they are because it's too hard. Um, and it's always been too hard or it will be too hard, whatever the mindset is about that part. So that's the victim mentality in general. I'm going to talk about how I see it show up in relationships and then the ways that I want to encourage you to get out of it. So the ways I most often see a victim mentality show up in relationships is the mindsets of things like no matter what I do, I constantly get hurt. Um, so you come to expect negativity in relationships. Maybe even you seek it out. Maybe you even create it. 
a little bit. You look for the chaos. You try to push people to hurt you, whatever it might be, even if it's not happening. Um, you look for the flaws in other people. So um, there are certain standards for what are red flags and what are toxic relationships. And even when there's none that exist, you will create one um, in your mind to keep people away. Maybe a mindset related to that, um, where it's, um, is you think in absolutes. So things like, I can't stand men, all men are horrible. I can't stand women. I can't stand certain kinds of women. Um, I don't do female relationships because everybody is always filling the blank with whatever generalization that you have. Um, and this keeps you stuck. So it keeps you stuck. Um, either being attracted to or attracting a certain type of people. Um, when those people come around you, it reinforces this negative belief that you have. Um, and here's the thing real quick before I continue. The reason why this is a problem is because, and reason why it is a mentality issue versus a truth issue is if that was the case, there would be no one in the world who had friendships, There'd be no one in the world who was in a happy relationship. There'd be no one in the world who could trust anybody. If the truth was that everybody in the world, that all men are a certain kind of way, or all women are a certain kind of way, or that everybody is going to always end up hurting someone else in a significant, extreme way, then society and the world and relationships would not exist in the way that we know them. But the truth is, is that you have had a set and a series and a history of negative experiences that are real and that are true. But when you create a belief and an assumption and you make it the blanket truth for the whole world, that's where the issue is. You're exchanging the facts of the situations that happen to you with a truth that is actually just a generalization and a belief that you've made. And that is not a fact, right? And so to get to the other side of a victim mentality, you have to learn how to distinguish what is actual truth and facts, what are the objective things that happen versus your feelings, because feelings are not facts, okay? There are people in the world who are shady and that you cannot trust, absolutely. Do those people need to be in your friend group? No. Is there something in you that is still attracting and finding people who are shady in your friend group? Possibly true. Do you need to do some healing to start attracting and being attracted to healthy people that you might be considering boring or it's hard for you to connect with them because you don't know how to be emotionally present and available? That is also very true, right? And so we got to look at the, the actual facts of our environment, what we're doing, what we're not doing, how we can change it, which I will get to a little bit later. Another way that I see um, a victim mentality show up in relationships is um, there's a lot of blame shifting. So again, going back to the general definition, um, people who act as victims avoid and discount all solutions um, or any solutions. They find fault in them. So I can't do that because this will happen. I can't call this person for help because then they will um, tell me this, or I can't go to the bank for this kind of support because this will happen. Or, you know, I can't go to sleep early when I'm stressed and overwhelmed because 
such and such might call or, you know, I've been having sleep problems my whole life. So there's no reason for me even to try to go to sleep early. Like all, all of this stuff, right? Um, the person who operates as a victim, there's a yeah, but okay. Um, but when, when this happens in relationships, it'll look like this is why I don't fill in the positive relationship behavior. So this is why I don't communicate my feelings to other people. Cause when I do, then I only get blamed for it and no one listens to me. So there's not a point, or this is why I don't reach out to people when I'm sad and lonely cause no one answers their phone. And, um, I'm just going to be stuck out and feel more rejected. And this is why I don't schedule my therapy appointment because my person is always booked or, um, I, I don't have the money for my copay, um, even if you may have money for other things, but that's a different podcast for a different story. So with that, let me go ahead and transition to the solution. So let's say listening to this podcast and you are someone who struggles with a victim mentality and notice that I took extra care in this podcast, um, that anytime that I abbreviated trying to talk about this. And I said, someone who is a victim, I corrected that to someone who has a victim mentality because the truth is you were not born a victim. This is a behavior that's been learned over time. This is something that, um, has been a coping mechanism. It is a mindset, just like you learned English because you're listening to me talk to you in English. You can learn the language of positivity of empowerment. You can learn how to take back some of the things that you've given away by operating in a victim mentality. So you are not stuck where you are first lesson, but the steps for you to take are simply simply because it's two steps, not because it's easy, but it's simply to identify the problem that you want to change and then find the solution. And I guess there's three steps, then implement the solution. Because what happens when you struggle with the victim mentality is you might find the solution, but you don't act on it. There's always a reason why you can't operate on the solution. So you are in charge of finding a solution. If you are not happy, overwhelmed, lonely, depressed, constantly betrayed, depleted, overworked, whatever it is, you need to find and invest in your next steps, whether the investments are time-wise, financially, um, relationally, mentally, spiritually, the next steps are up to you. And life is not what happens to you. So you say you constantly have people who around you who are toxic and you need to make a change or you want to make a change. Okay. You make a decision that I no longer want to have toxic people around me. I want my normal to change because it is not normal for everybody around you to be a pit of vipers. That is where you need to look at what you are attracting and what you are doing. Okay. So your next step is to find someone to help you change your reality, because I'm assuming that you've probably attempted to do everything you know how to do, right? Maybe the things that you know how to do are to communicate what you need differently to these people, but maybe the way that you're communicating isn't healthy, or maybe it is healthy, but because you're around people that you can't trust, you're constantly getting rejected 
and um, told that your feelings don't matter, whatever it might be. So you're feeling a little hopeless, right? Maybe you've tried to avoid these relationships and go into isolation, which happens a whole lot when we feel overwhelmed. We try to avoid the problem, but then because we don't know how to get to the other side, we end up swinging right back. And so your next step to find a solution, if you don't know what the solution is, is to find people who do know what the solutions are, right? So even here with Black Girls Heal, we have our signature program, Learn to Thrive, which is dedicated to helping people fix your internal magnets, heal the inner wounds that are causing this to happen, learn how to fight codependency and these addictive related relationships and intimacy disorders, get to know yourself and what you actually want so that you can communicate it to other people. That is solution. That's We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a solution that's built into the Black Girls Hill program, and that is something that's available for you to participate in when you are ready for a change. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. 
So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Okay, so let me go ahead and answer some of the questions that have been asked by y'all. So the first question is, is how do you shift your mentality from victim to victor? So I already talked about making a decision about what you want to change, what the problem is, finding a solution or determining that you want to change the behavior, then find a solution. And if you don't know how to find a solution, you get resources and support from people who can help you find the solution, but that you don't stay stuck. Once you're able to do that, you will find that your mindset changes. You know, I think a lot of times people may get stuck thinking that they have to be super positive and super hopeful and then that's what's going to help them change their lives. But really what happens is you have to put, put the actions down first and then the mentality follows. But with that, it is totally okay and it's healthy for you to have your feelings. So something I don't want to communicate from this podcast is that if you have any kind of negative feelings like frustration or anger or sadness or depression, then you're playing the victim. That is not the case at all. In fact, that's probably some of the things that some of your caregivers or people in your life have told you that anytime you have emotions, you're playing the victim and you should just woman up or man up or whatever they said, they try to get you to repress and suppress whatever you're feeling. And that is not healthy. You need to have your feelings. Your feelings are what gets you connected with what you want. That's how you determine what your boundaries are, what feels good to you, what um, your truth is, um, how to help people learn how to love you and what your special recipe and special sauce is. Feelings are healthy and should be celebrated and welcomed. The problem that happens with the feelings and the way it's related to being a victim is that you get stuck there. So it's what becomes your absolute truth. So because I feel angry, um, I'm going to look for information that reinforces the fact that I need to always stay angry. I'm going to stay in this emotional state that makes you unhealthy. It physically makes you unhealthy to always feel angry, depressed, sad, and frustrated. If I haven't already talked about in this podcast, I will later on, but literally stress stays in your body, y'all. You, if you are not feeling your feelings, your body knows that it's there, which is why so many of us struggle with, um, immune system disorders and heart issues and gastrointestinal issues because literally your nervous system is connected to your brain, is connected to your emotional response, is connected to your amygdala. And when your body is constantly in overdrive because it's trying to repress these feelings, when you have all these threat responses that are going off that there's something wrong and you're like, nope, everything's fine. I'm just going to work and cover up my stress or I'm just going to try to eat and cover up my stress. I'm going to use drugs and cover up my stress or go get something to drink or um, go shopping or whatever it is that you're doing to avoid looking at your feelings and your emotions and dealing with it. Of course, being in these relationships and I'm just going to try to fix everybody else's problems and I'm just going to try to um, take care of other people and you know get this ring or whatever it might be. It's still in your body, okay? So that's my little rant, my little tangent about why you need to feel your feelings. Um, but the way that you balance this, because it's all about balance, you become a victor by living in a place of balance. 
It's about allowing yourself to feel sad and upset. Let yourself cry about it. I mean, even I, I have literally told my clients before, you need to give yourself a day to be depressed, to lay down, to watch Netflix, to eat some brownies, do what you need to do. And then the next day you work on your solution, right? It's about letting yourself be human and be both. You're not going to live completely in the problem and you acting as if the solution is the only thing that exists is not healthy either. I hope that makes sense. If not, let me know in the Facebook group um, or let me know on Instagram if, the, if that is um, where you contacted me. So second question is um, the question of, is it me? Do I have a target or something that attracts certain people? Is it my vibe? Why do certain types of individuals always approach me? In case you didn't know, I have a masterclass that's all about this. It's called How to Stop Dating the Wrong Person and Fix Your Internal Magnet. And you can listen and watch that masterclass and take notes um, by going to blackgirlsheal.org masterclass. So to answer this quickly, the answer is yes. And it's a soft yes, because some of the ways that you phrased your question are kind of like, self-blamey and accusatory and I do not want you to feel any shame like you are causing these problems in your life and you're causing misery versus um, the truth is is that there's ways for you to change these patterns from happening all by doing your own internal work and healing so say the type of people that you are constantly attracting are those who are unavailable um just emotionally withdrawn. Um, they're nice at first and then they tend to go ghost. Um, there's something that's unresolved that in a room of a hundred people, you are going to pick the men or the women, depending on who you are attracted to, who that is their relationship style where they will start off with you and then they will end up abandoning you because there's something underneath that you need to heal or unlearn. Um, that attracts you to those people and the other people in the room where they won't abandon you, they won't, um, reject you or be there for a little bit and then disappear. Those people aren't even on your radar. And so, yes, there's something for you to work through and see what is my pattern? Where is this coming from? And, um, and heal that. So another question asked, why does the victim mentality feel so good? And so I found this article and I'm going to share the link. Um, but it kind of goes over what is a victim mentality. It's a really great, um, article for you to look through, but they said that some of the perks of playing the victim is that you don't have to take responsibility for things and people give you attention and they feel sorry for you and you have the right to complain. You're more likely to get what you want. You feel more interesting because you get to tell all these stories about how things don't work out for you. Um, and you don't have to feel your feelings cause you get to feel sad more often. However, even though I feel like that's a good surface level explanation, I personally feel that, um, some of the reasons why we may get stuck in a victim mentality are some real basic human needs that are legitimate and need to be paid attention to. So for those of us who struggle with victim mentality, we may do so because we really need to be seen. We have had painful things that have happened. We have 
felt frustrated. We have felt overwhelmed. We have felt in need and we have learned that by emphasizing and staying stuck on our feelings is more likely for other people to see and to tell us, you know what, that pain that you're feeling, those things that are happening, they're real and it's okay for you to feel that way. Like we really just need to feel validated. And if other people aren't going to validate it for us, then we are going to kind of stay stuck in our stories because then no one can take that away from us. But like I said, with the answer to the previous question, you know, we can do both. We can validate our pain and our feelings ourselves. We don't need other people to tell us that our pain is legitimate or to see that we're suffering and then give us permission to find a solution. This next question is multi-part, but I think it's all the same answer. So I'm going to read it all together. So they ask, how do we balance a negative scarcity mindset, which is a victim mentality with realistic expectations? Um, And they're talking about a negative scarcity mindset when it comes to relationships. So they said, maybe nothing will work out or some of us aren't meant to be coupled or partnered or maybe just not long term. What's the gray area between nothing will work out and feeling like you're just waiting for someone to appear? So I've recorded my answer to this question a couple of times because I feel like I'm not doing it justice. And maybe I need to do another um, another podcast episode about the scarcity mindset. But I'm just going to say this quickly because um, I want to be able to get this podcast out to you because I'm recording it the same day that I'm releasing it. So... Um, Nine times out of 10, when people say that they're afraid that it's not going to work out, um, it's not because they are saying that they feel like there's not necessarily enough people, but what they're really communicating in that statement, like, I'm always going to be alone. It's not going to work out for me. It's kind of like, well, there's something wrong with me, which is why people are not choosing me. There is something unworthy about me. There's something fatally flawed. And that's why people keep looking over me and going to other people. That's why I'm the only single person in my friend group. There's something wrong with me. And if that is what you feel secretly, if you didn't know that's how you felt until I said it out loud, that is how you know that there's a healing that needs to happen with you. Because the truth is, is that you are worthy and valuable and lovable and loved right now today where you are. And there's something that's stopping you from feeling it Maybe other people feel that for you, but there's something in you that's like, well, yeah, but that might be true. But if it was really true, I would be booed up right now. When the belief that the ultimate prize for you being worthy and good enough is that you're in a relationship is a flawed mentality to begin with. Think about it. You know, there are a lot of people who, let's be real, are shit people who are assholes who are in relationships. So if it was really true that you had to have this certain level of value and worth and goodness and greatness and beauty, then you would have hit it already. Then everybody, (laughs) you know, like that, that's a flawed belief to say that that's the ultimate prize and proof that you are good enough in this world. Because that's not the case. If you wanted to be in a relationship, some of you are in relationships. Um, You know, you you could be in one. What you want is to be in relationship with someone who meets you and treats you in a way that you are worthy and that you deserve. 
This other part of the question about the scarcity mindset, I'm going to be honest with you. I've literally sat here for about 30 to 45 minutes and answered and re-answered this part of the question. And I don't think I'm doing it justice and it is getting late in the day and I want to get this podcast episode to you. Um, if I haven't already said that already in this episode. So I think I might need to do a part two and talk about the scarcity mindset or maybe just um, answer this question in like a little mini bonus episode. Um, But first I want you to focus on where is that question coming from, that expectation of things not working out for you. Is it coming from a lower place of self-worth that might need to be looked at and healed or is it something else? And so the last question is, how do I change my mindset from a past relationship? Can't tell if I am stuck. Um, if you are blanketing other people that you meet based on what happened in that previous relationship, then you are stuck. If you're assuming, let's say you were dating a man, I don't know um, who you were dating before, but if you're assuming that all men after your ex are going to act the way that your ex did, then there is healing that you need to happen. Otherwise, you may start to subconsciously look for men who are like him because that's what you're expecting anyways. So in a room of 100 people, that's who you're going to kind of zero in or feel comfortable with. And it's not comfortable in that you like being treated in the way that your ex treated you, but that is familiar. And when things are familiar, it's easier for you to stay stay there, right? Um, and it's harder for you to see the alternative. And so um, either you might be attracting those type of people or you may expect for those things to happen. So even when you meet someone who is nice and trustworthy or whatever it is that you're looking for, because you're expecting the other shoe to drop or for something bad to happen, you either create it, you accuse the person of it, um, you never fully open up because you are expecting to be hurt, which is going to, is going to keep you stuck. When you are healthy and when you are balanced, you don't have to have your walls up 24-7. Because you're healthy and you're balanced, you're clear on what you want. You're aware of what red flags and toxic boundaries are. So when they present themselves and when someone is not able or willing to give you what you need and what you want in a relationship you know when to communicate what you need and you know when to exit. Sometimes in some relationships, it's just that we're all human and we need to, um, we need to share what our expectations are and give a person a chance to rise to those standards. And other times the people are clearly telling us that they're toxic and that they're bad for us. And we're trying to tell them, Hey, this is how I want you to love me. And they've given us all indications that they are incapable of loving us in that way. And so we're setting ourselves up for a disappointment. So for you, it is up to you to heal whatever it is that happened in that past relationship so that in the next relationships that you have, you don't accuse the other people of being your ex. And also you're clear about what you want so that maybe you can thwart, how do you say that word? You can counteract or cut off um, getting in a committed partnership with someone who can't meet you, meet your standards in the first place. I hope that makes sense. So that is it for this episode. It has taken me hours to record it when it was literally only supposed to be a quick episode. So 
Um, hopefully this has been helpful for you. If you are wanting to make changes, to heal your mentality, to get support, um, to get out of your, um, your mindset. Cause sometimes what it is too, is that we can, we can be clear on the changes we want to make, but we can only see via our own perspective. And so sometimes we don't know that we're having a negative mindset. Sometimes we really are trying to think positively, but our brain is so wired to think a certain way that we literally cannot think of an alternative mindset or a positive reframe. And you need someone outside of you to help you work through that. So if you are ready to start to make those changes, you can um, check us out and learn to thrive. If you have not already rated and reviewed this podcast so that other people can find it, you can go ahead and do that in iTunes and let us know how this has been supporting you. And that is it for this week. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park